You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. It's time for the World Arm Wrestling League this week. I'm your host Neil Pickup, and it is on. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to World Arm Wrestling League this week. I'm your host, Neil Pickup, and it is post 503, Richmond, Virginia. Wow. Some upsets, some controversy, and an impressive title defense by Monster Michael Todd. Were you watching? Were you making notes? Incredible performance from the man from Little Rock. What a show we got for you tonight. We are going to be speaking to many of the winners from Thursday's event and finding out what their thoughts and feelings are post their matches in 503. Canadian standout Nancy Locke is coming on the show tonight following her victory over Valerie Beach. We will also be speaking to Justin Bishop, the Bama Bull, starting to establish himself now in that middleweight division with an impressive 3-0 freeze-out over the chemist, Mike Celiaris. If that wasn't enough, we got the heavyweights in the house. Marcio, the Phenom Barbosa, in the best match of the night for me by a country mile. He got a great win over Krasimir, the Dragon, Kostadinov of Bulgaria. And you knew it was coming... There's a monster in the house once more, and he's a happy, smiling one. Michael Todd, with an outstanding, incredible victory over Dave. Easy money, Chafee. A man that many people had down and have down as one of the very best super heavyweights walking the planet right now. And he was beaten convincingly by monster Michael Todd. Few people expected a win of that magnitude, a performance of that magnitude. But Monster Michael Todd said that he felt that he was coming into this match the best prepared he's ever been, and it's fair to say that he looked like it. we got the monster on here tonight, and we're going to find out a little bit more about that match up close and personal. So without further ado, let's get things underway and straight into the action and the interviews. And the first on the line is the young lady from Canada now residing in California. Petaluma is the home of Nancy Locke. Ladies and gentlemen, I am joined now by former world champion and 503 winner, Nancy Locke. How are you doing, Nancy? Welcome to the show. Thank you. I'm, everything's fine. Top shape. Can't wait to have another rematch with Victoria. Hey, what can I say? You were th this is your second outing in the World yeah. Arm Wrestling League, and um, I've got to say the the first time out against Victoria Carlson, you were yeah. right there in the match. I mean, you came really, really close, but on this occasion, uh, Valerie and yourself, you looked a lot more comfortable. You you had an early shock, and then you seemed to get into your groove. What was uh, what was the start of that about, Nancy? Did, did you just miss the goal completely? 
I missed the go. She got the go before me. She was quicker. And when I held her for a couple seconds, I thought, well, I can bring her back. Mm-hmm. I'm going to struggle and I'll, I could bring her back and waste all my energy. So I let her win. And I said, I'll just keep my energy for the other three matches that I'll put her down really quick. And, and, and at what point in the match did you sort of know, yeah, I got this? I mean, I think if I recall correctly, on the second start, you yeah. actually got a, a foul as you yeah. took the pin. But it looked to me that at that stage you'd sort of felt what, what uh, Valerie had. And you, yeah. this, I don't know, this wave of confidence seemed to wash across your face. You looked like you were in a really comfortable spot. Is that how it felt? Did you sort of know at that point, yeah, I got this? Yeah, well, the first match, when I held her for a couple seconds and I let her go, I, I felt that, okay, I can get her if I just wake up and get, mm-hmm. get the go. And then uh, the second match, I felt I didn't go as quick at the go. I just held her for a couple, half a second, and I realized, okay, she's not that strong. I'll just play with her, and this is going to be easy. In the first start, Nancy, were you nervous going into this? Because obviously yes. you're a... You're a high achiever. I mean, let's be honest. You're a girl with multiple world titles. Uh, this is a new format of arm wrestling for you. Uh, yeah. You didn't really know anything at all about your opponent coming in here. Right. So uh, no. you must have been feeling a little bit of pressure because it's that sort of uh, self-expectation, not too much probably about what other people think. But I know that you put high standards on yourself to achieve. Yes, I had a lot of pressure because... People were telling me, oh, you can beat her, you can beat her. But I never went against her. So I was, mm-hmm. I was pressured and I really wanted to win. And yeah, I, had, I was giving myself a lot of pressure. But it was fun. And it's new. It's, the WAL is not like the other tournaments. So I'm still getting used to it. Yeah. Let's take things to the juicy parts. This is where we yeah. want to. This is what we <laughs> want to know about. The end of the yeah. match, okay? So the end of the yeah. match, you 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 were aggressive. I mean, you are an aggressive puller anyway, but you finished the match, and I think you pinned her like multiple times. You pinned her, you got the match, and then you cracked her a couple of times, not sort of aggressively, but just in a dominant, you know, I'm the girl type way. And yeah. uh, you definitely got a reaction. What what did Valerie oh, yeah. actually say to you up there? What, what was that all about? Uh, well, at the beginning, I don't know what she was saying. <laughs> I wasn't listening, and at, okay. in the middle of the... Con- when she kept on blabbing, talking about something, I said, well, I guess I got to listen to this. Mm-hmm. And she was saying to me, a lot of girls are watching, so be nice. That's all oh. I remember. And I was right. Like, oh. So and she just felt she... you were being too aggressive, basically, and then at the end yeah, of the match. Yeah, but that's the, way, that's the way I am. That's how I win. I get aggressive, and I'm not going to change my technique for anyone. Mm-hmm. So she was talking about things. I don't know. I wasn't listening. I didn't hear the first couple of words. And then she wouldn't let go of my hand. I was trying to let go, saying, okay, I like to pick up my money and celebrate. And she wouldn't let me go. And she just wanted to be on stage longer. And she didn't get off the stage. She kept on putting her arms, celebrating. And I just let her do her thing. Mm -hmm. Like, oh, whatever. Get the stage. Make yourself look good. I'm still the winner here. Like, whatever. (laughs) It was quite quite interesting watching that at home because when the – that little tirade was over when she sort of uh, moved away from the table and she did start to celebrate. It was kind of weird in some respects because you were obviously, you'd won the match and you'd won the match in convincing fashion. And yet 
Valerie went off and like you say, up went the arms. She was like celebrating like she'd she'd won the lottery. How did that make you feel at that point? Were you sort of a bit you had this look on your face like that? Are you nuts? You you were looking at a cat kind of strange there. I was wondering what was going on. Quite an unusual thing to do. Well, I I looked at her saying to myself, You look kind of silly. <laughs> and I just let her be. Like I didn't I was waiting for her to finish doing her show. I I knew that I'm the one that wins, and she had to do that. She likes to be in the spotlight, mm-hmm. and um, whatever makes her happy. <laughs> now, it, obviously, you are an aggressive arm wrestler, but everybody yes. knows that. People have seen you 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 pull in that way, and and as I say, I think you're right to not change your technique. Did you guys sort of? Uh, but we also know that you always put that behind you after the after the match. It's done. It's dusted, and you're moving on. Did you guys get chance to you know catch up, have a drink? Uh, discuss anything afterwards? Was everything cool after the match? Uh, Valerie and I? Mm-hmm. No. She tried talking to me a bit, but I was busy talking to other um, fans, okay. and other arm wrestling. And Shut I you was, out. <laughs> and I was, <laughs> I was talking to everybody, and they wanted to arm wrestle me, so I yep. went to the table and I arm wrestled a lot of guys mm-hmm. and uh, some other girls. And I'd rather do that, talk to the fans, and share things then talk to valerie that i didn't have anything to say to her Mm -hmm. so moving forward yes two two big questions for you number one how did it feel to get your first win in world arm wrestling league and how was the experience this time around and two Uh, what's mm -hmm. the next stop nancy Locke? who's next who's in the sights who's in the crosshairs well first of all it feels good and i'm gonna i have to get used to this i'm winning (laughs) And uh, who I'd like to go against, uh, I want a rematch against Valerie. I'd like to go... Uh, oh, Victoria. Victoria, sorry. Yeah, Victoria. Yeah. Yeah, sorry, Victoria. And I'd like to go against T. Ana from Brazil. Oh, yeah, Faria. Yeah. And I'd like Anna to Faria. go against uh, Lightweight Girls, if there's mm-hmm. other ones. Uh, and then after I beat all of them, the Lightweight Girls, I'd like mm-hmm. to put on maybe five, six, seven pounds of muscle. Okay. And go against the bigger girls. That I would okay. like to do. After I beat all the lightweights, I want to go against the bigger girls. Wow. And, and the bigger girls, I like to go against Michelle. Uh, mm-hmm. Michelle and, uh, oh, uh, Lisa. Yeah, Lisa Wolfley. Yep. Yeah, that, that I like to, to get that done okay. and over with. And um, maybe that girl, what's her name? Angie. Oh, Angie Rose. A, a, yeah, fellow, like a fellow Canuck. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I like to go against her, one of the last ones. I like to go against the ones that lost in heavyweight mm-hmm. and then slowly go up the ladder and go against the, the winners. Yeah. Some serious aspirations, ladies and gentlemen, from Nancy Locke. She's, <laughs> but she's I have going... to gain weight. I have to gain a bit of weight here. <laughs> You're going for champ champ. You can't. Yeah. <laughs> got the Conor McGregor look. Fair enough. That's excellent. I, I, hey. Why not? I mean, yeah, they get, why, not? why not? Why not? Why not make yourself the first ever female champ champ? But listen, Nancy, I want to say thank you for coming on the show. It was great to see you do your thing. And I can't no wait problem. till the next time. Fantastic stuff. Ladies and gentlemen, I am on the phone with the victorious Bama Bull, Justin Bishop. Welcome to the podcast. How are you doing, mate? I'm doing pretty good, brother. A little sore, no. but I'm here. A little bird tells me that I've interrupted your family uh, vacation. 
after 503 and uh, you just walking through the Smithsonian is that right yes sir we had the um, American history museum I believe <laughs> yeah. Some pe people's commitment never never ceases to amaze me Justin but um, we'll try and keep it brief but I just wanted to catch up with you thanks for coming on the show and what a win Michael Celiaris, a very, very dangerous competitor. And uh, you cut through him, Justin. That was impressive. You must be absolutely overjoyed with that one. Oh, yeah. You know, I, I can't say I'm super surprised, but considering how my elbow felt last year, or actually about the last two years, but it was real bad last year. I hadn't lifted, you know, real heavy since then. Mm -hmm. And with my elbow, anyway, I've been doing somewhat heavy benching back and so forth, but to, you know, I was I was just worried because I'm used to lifting heavy stuff and knowing where I'm at, you know. So I've just been focused on getting my elbow healthy and getting my, my whole body healthy. So you know, I went in feeling good. Um, I won't lie, I expected it to be a little longer, but, mm -hmm. you know, I wasn't, wasn't going to give him any chance. Mike's real crafty. He can pull from many, many different angles. And um, considering how I pulled in 2017, you know, uh, he pretty much just gassed me out the first match. That was my main focus on this was to get it over quick and not let him set in a king's move or, or something to wedge me up, you know, hold me up from getting it over there. Well, particularly if I had some injuries, mate. And what I, th I think what must be more satisfying for yourself is because, as you say, you had a bad year last year. You've struggled with a lot of injuries and, 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 and people don't necessarily see that. You're not the kind of guy who wears a T-shirt broadcasting that or drinks from a mug with it written on. It's just one of those things you swallow back on. But a lot of people levied the accusation that you may be out of your depth a little bit in the middleweight division. You'd obviously been a dominant force at lightweight. You'd been one of the guys that was very much in the conversation in the lightweight division. But when you came up to middleweight, you'd struggled a little bit. You've now obviously regrounded yourself. You got a very, very solid, very one-sided victory against a really legitimate middleweight. Um, where do you feel that that sort of puts you in the in the, in, in the category right now, in the, in, on the roster? Well, uh, you know, in the middleweight, I'm probably the lightest guy walking around, obviously. But my, I don't know, uh, statistically, like I said um, in my uh, speech afterwards, after the match, you know, statistically, Mike was in third, and uh, Storm was second, and RBJ's first. So I feel like you know, those two guys right there, I'd like to run it back with Storm. Or and Me personally, between you and I, I would love to pull Craig Tulier, yep. especially on a WAL setting. It's been a long time coming. You know, we, we both, we're pretty much the, the best under 200 pounds in the South. So, you know, we, we've almost had it solidified a few times and, and something to come up with him or I. And um, mm -hmm. I think WAL would be a great setting for it. And also probably makes a lot of sense, Justin. I mean, you you pointed to it just a moment ago. You've got Storm Cellino, uh chomping at the bit there for a shot of the title. Craig Tuye, we've we've already seen out in the opener against RVJ this year. Um, and I want to I want to draw on that a little bit. Interestingly, coming into the match with Mike, you were and have made your name in the lightweight division as a as a real dominant hand uh, specialist. You're the guy with the hand and wrist. We've seen. You put that to good use throughout your entire career. And it's fair to say Storm Cellino particularly is a similar uh, design. You know, he's the guy that takes people's hand and wrist. He's a guy with massive back pressure, but his wrist is rock strong. And 
I think that would be a really, really strong eliminator. Um, and that could well be on the wish list for, for, for you and for him. Is that a match you'd look forward to, Storm? Oh, definitely. You know, I, I love, uh, you know, loose tying up loose ends. You know, and for me, he would be a, a loose end to tie up. Um, we pulled once in 2014. It was much closer than the last time we pulled. Um, but I, I wasn't happy with that match at all. I wouldn't, I wouldn't satisfy with the preparation I was able to put in. I could have took it a little more seriously. Obviously, he did. And um, I, I was never happy with the setup, which I've won not being happy with the setup. But, you know, as an arm wrestler, if you're happy with the setup, it makes for a much better chance of you winning. So, Justin, would you, you know, are we going to see you stay at the, in the middleweight? Is this something that you're going to progress into? Do you see yourself at least trying to get bigger, um, well, more top-end power? Or would you like to, to get back down in that lightweight mix? Where are your aspirations I, going forward? Well, I hate cutting weight. I can tell you that. So if they mm -hmm. want me to stay here, I'm, I'm going to stay here. Um, obviously, my world-level competition weight is still around 176. So, you know, if I went to Zelotti or something, that's what I would pull. But for as far as WAL, that's that's where I'll be. It's looking like they hadn't really told me anything. Mm -hmm. But, um, I mean, I don't mind pulling in that division. I mean, especially since Todd's not there, it'll be a little, <laughs> a little easier to win. Yep. Not, not much easier considering you got to go through RVJ, but honestly, between you and I, he's the only one that gives me a serious threat, in my opinion. I'm not saying Craig or Storm couldn't beat me, but I believe it'd be much harder to beat RVJ. He's much more well-rounded. He's, he's Storm and Craig combined, really. He's got a, you know, a hook that can, he can hook with Craig and he can top roll with Storm. So, I mean, Either of the men you just mentioned there, I know if you end up pulling... Storm, if you end up pulling Craig Touye, that is going to be some hot ticket. I mean, both those men make a great deal of sense. It'll be very interesting to see if you can keep the ride going and the momentum going. And I help, like you say, I think that thins it down a little bit for who gets that title shot against RVJ in Atlanta. True. I mean, and you know, I'm going to tell you one thing that fueled me for this was uh, all the comments I was reading on on uh, how I should go back to lightweight and um, how I can't compete at the middleweight. And I guess people just forget what I have done in the past with the middleweight division, you know, in the 85 range and 190. I mean, you know, I beat Dial Antonio, beat Quinlan. I beat se several of the big names in that, in that um, category. You know, mm -hmm. I can't, I just hadn't had the opportunity to pull RBJ or um, Craig. I pulled Craig once in a round robin. It was a 10-man round robin, and I pulled him like sixth or seventh. And uh, I didn't have much for him after that. Justin, I'm going to let you uh, jump off here because I know I'm keeping your family waiting, but I just want to say thank you for taking the time, for taking the time out of your vacation specifically to come on the podcast. And we, uh, I hope you'll come back on here real soon and we can catch up again. Yes, sir. It was my pleasure. Anytime I can talk to the great Neil Pickup, I'm going to take that opportunity. Hey, don't believe the hype, brother. Look forward to speaking to you again, mate. All right, brother. Have a good one. Ladies and gents, we got to take a quick break right now. But please do not go away. So much more to talk about post 503 Richmond, Virginia. And we will be hearing much more from our match winners when we come back in just a few. Don't go away. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, it is my pleasure to have Marcio Barboza on the line. Marcio, 503, 
was a good place to be for you. What a match. Great win over a rock-strong opponent in Krasimir Kostadinov. You must be buzzing. Oh, definitely. Sure. First of all, thanks for having me on your show. I love the podcast, and uh, it's nice to be here. Yeah, it was a wonderful you know, time for me. I had a great opponent, and I could prove myself once more. Well, it's interesting, isn't it? Because you guys had arm wrestled once before. I think you met in the in the Zloty tour, and the match didn't actually finish as such. You lost on fouls. Uh, I think you got a double foul out. So it must have been nice to sort of be able to sort of complete that. And for for the fans, for guys like myself who were who were checking that out, it was a really tantalising matchup. I mean, everybody was thinking these guys match up so well on paper, and and it delivered. I mean, this thing was as good on pads as it was on paper, mate. And that's exactly what we were looking for. Um, right from the get-go, it just is home run, home run, home run. You hit the hook early and we're straight into wars. Correct. Uh, it was... Krasi is a great opponent. He's very technical. He usually one of the best guys... Um, he can hook anybody. He can. Uh, I, I've seen him hooking the greatest top rollers, you know, around Europe. And um, I even tried a top roll. I mean, I with success. And uh, believe in when I was in the third match. Yeah, yeah. And and uh, but it's hard. He's set up so good. So at one point, I just decided to go, you know, go with him and see who wants some more. Well, it's funny, isn't it? Because a lot of people were saying that your explosivity was a major weapon and that was going to cause him a lot of problems. But as you rightly say, we're talking about a guy here that has one of the best supinating flat wrist hooks that the sport has ever seen. I mean, this is a guy that put the brakes on and inform Arsene Liliev uh, over in Brazil yeah. and took the world title in your home in your home country. He beat Liliev. Right. And um, yeah, and you got a win on him with the top roll. You managed to expose his hand and wrist, but I think that may have been because of that little bit of a strategic change. You guys had gone hook twice, and then you were, you hit the top roll probably a little unexpectedly. Yes, um, it was part of the plan, you know. Uh, but once I got that win, he won't let me to top roll him anymore. He just prepared just a little before to go. He's so smart, like reps cannot see. Like he's supinate very little, you know, in, uh, and it works for him. I mean... Mm -hmm. He's very good at catching people. Isn't he just? I mean, in that first match, when you hit the deep hook and you, you, you got onto the A side, you were aggressive and you managed to gain quite a, little, quite a lot of position there. And then he managed to bone line you. He exposed you, got you off your shoulder, outside your shoulder, and then was aggressive all the way to the pad. Do you think that he sold a little bit too much there? Do you think it maybe did Crassy a little bit of damage in that first match? He went past his elastic limit. I think uh, on my end, I think I, I just didn't breathe well. I was feeling okay at one point. Then I think he catched me right in the, like, right at the, my breathing and then exposed me a little bit and I couldn't mm -hmm. come back. He hits it and he hits it again. He's very good at finishing. So, uh, I mean, it was equal to equal. I think what I, where I bleed him a little bit it was in um, thir third round or fourth round where we went to a hook, but I pronate to his hand just a little bit, and I put a mm -hmm. lot of pressure on his fingers. I think that's 
got me a little bit of advantage in the in the last round. I think one of the I think the other thing in the last round was really you sat in on your tricep really well. So you'd mm-hmm. exposed his hand, as you see, you had the back pressure applied there, but you also early on there when you set your hook, you really got onto your tricep. And as he tried to sort of drag you back to the center, you put a great triangulating block on there. It just completely stopped him dead. And you saw you shake your head at that point when he tried to remaneuver right. because had he continued that, he would have exposed his hand and wrist badly. That was a that was a really, really sharp move, mate. Yes, he was like, you know, man, I had such a hard time like last season. I was like, I'm like, I can't lose again. I'm mm-hmm. going for the kill. And uh, I have my family supporting me over there. I have my kids over there. I was like, I'm winning this thing no matter what. If my plan doesn't go well, I just go with him and we'll see you once more. Like that last match, I just wanted to put a statement. You know, I, like you said, I put my tricep on and I hook him and I wait for him. And then I know he was expecting most of people in endurance, like you have, you know, an advantage, but I won. I wanted more than him that that night so i just set my hand like i'm not losing you had a a difficult year last year it's great to see you get off to such an incredible start you looked i'm gonna say as well prepared as i've ever seen you i mean you look like you've been carved out of marble coming into that thing you look huge mate where do you think this puts you now You, you you obviously feel good about the win and you looked good there you looked impressive what's next for you in your mind what would you like to do obviously you took a, a narrow loss to Matt Mask. Is that somewhere you want to go? You took an even narrower loss to Todd Hutchins, who's impressive in the heavyweight division now. Are you looking there? Or are you looking for the likes of Hermes Gasparini? You mentioned that in your interview at the end there. What's your sort of ideal next step within the World Arm Wrestling League, Marcio? Man, I just want to do my job. Like, whatever they got in front of me, I just wanted to go there and do the best that I can. Like, yes. And Hermes Gasparini is another guy who is phenomenal, you know. He's, uh, I don't know, a young guy, probably, like, I don't know, his age, 28, 29 mm-hmm. years old. Or he's, uh, he's amazing, and I'm looking forward to see, you know, uh, when, I, when I meet him in the table. It's, it's probably interesting. I don't know if he's the favorite. I don't think, I, I think it's 50-50 until, until we pull. Well, again, you've got a lot of similarities, haven't you? That explosivity is a trait that you both share. He's he's probably a bit more of a purist top roller than you. I don't think he's as well-rounded, right. but he's certainly very dangerous uh, in that technique. Yes, and uh, and he's and he's uh, he he's a great top top roller, one of the best in the world right now, uh, among with the other great names. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to to pull him. I would like in the future. I don't know if you ever we, we saw new classes on WAL. I saw like I don't know if he's gonna be is gonna mean anything for us elite if you're ever gonna drop that to that two forty. Mm-hmm. But I'm love to have a rematch with Todd Hutchings, you know. Uh we were so close. <laughs> yeah, yes, it was. I mean, that was a hell of a match. I think it, it's a match that pre- people would probably never get tired of, of, of seeing. Um, do you feel like there's some adjustments you could make there and, 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 and tilt that the other way? Yeah, definitely. I mean, I got the power, to, uh, you know, even though he's very strong. He had a, just a, a different, unorthodox style that's hard to deal with. You saw his match with the Matt Mask, even Devin It's He's a big threat, you know. And now he's like 250, 
as big as ever. Mm -hmm. I can't wait to see him, uh, what kind of damage he can do. And the guys like, uh, you know, Jerry Cataract, even Michael Todd and Dave Shapey. We see, I mean, it'd be interesting to see. Marcio, it's great to see you back in the wing column, brother. Uh, it really, uh, it was really impressive match and a match I think everybody enjoyed very, very much between yourself and Crassy, two great athletes in a great arm wrestling match. I want to say thank you very much for coming on the podcast, mate, and uh, I look forward to seeing you and speaking to you again really soon. Enjoy uh, the rest of your day, mate. Thank you very much. It was a pleasure to be part of the show. Ladies and gentlemen, I am joined by monster Michael Todd. Not only the super heavyweight World Arm Wrestling League champion of the world, but also a major talking point for possibly the man anywhere at any weight right now. Michael, how's your weekend when you're breathing the rare air? Man, I'm feeling great. Uh, it was just, it was an awesome experience to know that all my training and preparation was correct, that things worked out better than I planned. So yeah, just I'm feeling great, man. I'm feeling great. I mean, we spoke um, last week. Or actually, it was the day before your birthday, wasn't it? We did the interview. Yes, it was. And I, 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 you could sort of say, I mean, we spoke obviously before and after the actual interview element, but you could tell from your voice that you were feeling it, mate. I mean, you were going into that match and there was uh, some pressures there. You were, you, were, you were really feeling that, probably as bad as I've ever heard you before. Absolutely. And, and it wasn't even so much the fact that it was Dave. It was just the the defense of the title. I, I put a lot of pressure on myself for that match because I wanted to. I mean, I wanted to be the first guy in the history to have the third hammer. Mm. I wanted the three peat. I wanted to have myself um, strategically positioned that when WEL blows up, you know, I'm the man. So, yeah, it, it was a lot. It was a lot. But yeah, I was definitely feeling it. Dave is an amazing competitor presented um did not present a lot of problems going in other than the one which i thought was major it was just straight power you know i feel like i can out armor i feel like i can out armor wrestle anyone it's just uh i've got to be able to stop the match and i just wasn't sure if i'd be able to so yeah a lot of pressure again we we, we sort of spoke about this at length um before the match and i i made it clear there that my Feelings were that this was stylistically a very good match for you and a very difficult match for Dave, largely because of the fact that if you look at anyone who takes on a really strong King's Move arm wrestler, that it is multiple moves that are able to defeat it if it's able to be defeated. And, and Dave, bless him, whilst he's unbelievably strong, he is a little bit mono-technical in that respect. His technique is raw power. And I said at the time, I actually feel for Dave. I feel sorry for Dave because such a, a genuinely nice person, but in many ways very isolated because he's in a situation where short of sort of, you know, hiking up Mount Olympus and arm wrestling some bloody omnipotent being that lives up there. He's not really got a lot of training partners. I mean, who the hell goes and spars with Dave Chafee? What are you going to do? You know, the, and, and, and I want to add to that as well. Even if he did have really quality training partners, and I know you spoke to Bart Wood before the match and he said, yeah, we tried to prepare for your style. 
I think it's fair to say you're a really, really difficult person to emulate. I mean, there's very few people that arm wrestle in the, in the way that you do, and any that do aren't as big and as powerful as you are. So, tough ask in many ways. It is, um, you're, you're right about the fact that I'm hard to prepare for, just because, especially this time, um, I'm better now than what people have seen of me. You know, I'm better now than what I was even when I beat Devin last season. Um, Dave did, you know, I felt I felt the strength, right? Mm. Um, when he did get to in round two, uh, we went back to the, the older way the straps normally applied, and he had a gap in the strap, and he had a pretty good loose strap, and he was on me really tight in that shoulder press. Like, I felt as much pressure in that press as I would say against a Jerry Cataret or someone. I was just not willing to let the arm be pinned, you know? Um mm. But yeah, so like you said, he's he is freakishly strong. But in preparation for me, it is it's it's a hard thing to to know what it's going to be like. Uh, he hadn't felt me, and he hadn't pulled me in two years. And did so did you feel the adjustments, Mike? Did I mean obviously Bart said that they tried to adjust his style, and he was trying to change the manner in which he arm wrestled. Was that something you were conscious of? Were you were aware of any? Uh, adjustments in his, his I'm going to go two places with this mate as well firstly were you aware of any adjustments did you feel the difference in approach from the last time you pulled Dave to be honest I didn't feel it um, mm -hmm. I, I, once I spoke to Bart and he told me what they he had gotten one legit pin on me uh, in the preliminaries in 2017 where it was pretty convincing like yep. got his wrist carved in I had my palm turned up and I couldn't get out mm. um but that was when I was being more of a defensive Kings move puller. Like I was trying to just stop the match where, as you've seen lately with Devin and him, I'm hitting on go and I'm not, I'm not just hitting back. I'm hitting with back and side. So I'm stopping the matches much, much higher. Uh, and because of that new approach that I took, I didn't feel the adjustment that he made. I didn't feel the pressure of him cupping in to try to turn my palm because I was already mm -hmm. positioned to, negate that you know um he was extreme like i said when I, the power that i felt was in his, in his hand in the setup and i could just feel that that power was it it might i mean in this I don't, I don't know how to say this without sounding like i'm awesome but you know <laughs> I am pretty awesome. um i do feel like that might have been the strongest version of dave i've ever pulled yeah uh, i felt like it felt like it was a more powerful version of him yeah I just, you know, I'm I'm just in a, I'm in a rare form at the moment, and yep. that's 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 what makes I think that's what makes the win so much more valid because I know that that was a very well prepared Dave. Yeah, but it but it goes back to I'm a very un untraditional and unconventional training for arm wrestling. My the my approach is completely different than most. Yep. But I think it's starting to catch on. People are starting to understand that volume and training with a pump, preparing for worst-case scenario, everything I do, arm wrestling-related, I already do while I have a pump. So if I get into a match where I do get a pump, I'm used to it. you know. And I didn't really pump that much Thursday night. So everything just kind of played out really well for me. Devin and Dave, you got on the other side, you got Todd versus Jerry. Who do you expect to see in Atlanta? Who's going to come through for another crack at you? 
man, that is such a hard thing to call, especially with all four of those guys. Um, I mean, obviously, I know what would make me look really awesome would be if Dave just ran through it. You know, that would be yeah. really cool for my my stock, right? Um, and I don't know. I mean, I, I just – they pulled in the past. Dave was too strong. I think Dave's the strongest version of himself right now. But I think Devin is a guy who learns from his losses. You know, so – man, I – You got $100, Michael. Where's it going? My, I'm the sl- – I, I give the edge to Dave. I give the edge to Dave, but I'm I'm gonna say it's a it's a sixty forty Dave. Mm-hmm. Sixty forty Dave is what I I would if you're giving if you're asking me what are my what are my thoughts I I think Dave is the favorite, but it's not like an overwhelming favorite just because and the thing is you can never count out Devin Larrett and that's the reason it's such a close margin, mm-hmm. you know because Devin is a very complete arm wrestler. And he has um, he has weapons that and and tricks that he could get Dave to fall into, right? If he gets Dave to fight the grip. Now there's only 30 seconds until you go to straps now, mm-hmm. but Devin has has mastered the art of uh, pumping someone's hand up in the setup. Yeah, and, and I feel like he's going to have to use every one of those tricks to beat Dave because Dave's hand and wrist are genuinely that strong. So if if Devin was to just go straight up there and just like all right, get a grip, go. I say three zero for Dave. If if Devin gets up there and he he does what Devin does, there are, there are doors that could open in that match, right? There are there are spots where Devin could bleed him. But it's it's very it's it's a very interesting match. Same thing with Todd Hutchins and uh, Jerry Cataret. I mean, Todd stylistically could be a bad match for Jerry mm-hmm. because we've seen Jerry go overseas and not farewell. You know, we've seen that happen. So we know that there are people who have a lot of side pressure who can take Jerry out of his shoulder from the start. If Jerry gets his shoulder on Todd, I feel like Todd could potentially risk serious injury to his arm mm-hmm. um, because he's not a guy who just quits. And Whatever way, whoever comes through, Michael, I think it's fair to say that they're going to be getting a very, very strong version of you, though. You now got, you, 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 you're able to rest and recoup. Prior to Atlanta, we know the, the condition you're in now and we know the focus. Injuries aside, God forbid, you should be the favourite, I would think, in everybody's mind. And also, just as a parting shot before I let you go and, and get on with the rest of your day, mate, the, you, must have, you must have experienced a slight shift in terms of that popularity curve. I mean, I heard you tell me a little story the other day about you being online and you were getting a lot of positivity. Has that continued? Have you, have you had a lot of people coming on and saying, you know, hats off, mate. Uh, you may be the man. I actually have. And there's two, that's twofold, right? So I have gotten a lot of that. I've had Rob Vigent text me well-earned, well-deserved congratulations, something, something, something. And <laughs> Rob has been pretty critical of me in the past, but yeah. like you said, this was a much cleaner version of the King's booth. It was a much cleaner, um, there's not the thing is it's it's so blaringly obvious that there's no way someone can complain about that match, but yet if you go to WAL five hundred three the fifty sixty thousand views already and there's a thousand comments, I I went through all of them today. <laughs> I went through all of them. Just because how, how many were Chris Gobby? 
I, I think he has like 15 different accounts. I mean, and then there's a little short midget person that has a little picture. So I must be him. Um, but so I'm sitting there and I was getting all this positive feedback from all the other places I'm looking. Mm-hmm. So I went on that one just to get all that negative back in me. Yep. I needed to see it. I needed to see all that hate because I need that driving force. I need, I mean, I'm going to convert every one of those assholes. Uh, they're going to fall in love with me <laughs> because I'm going to keep doing it. I'm going to keep winning. But Michael, yeah, so, they, yeah. you, you, you can't. You, there is a situation, there is a time when people are going to have to take their hat off, mate. And you keep doing what you're doing. Um, you're making a very, very strong case that you are the most deserving super heavyweight out there uh, to be holding the hammer. That was an unbelievably impressive win, mate. It, it, it must be really satisfying. It was very satisfying. And on, one more thing I was going to say was, Rebecca's over there probably telling me, hey, say this, hey, say that. I, I, she's on the corner <laughs> of my eye, so I can't really see. But this was awesome. I, somebody said, there should be a new documentary called Pulling the Monster. I'm like, damn, that's what we're talking about. That's the one <laughs> right there. Dude, that would be, that's awesome. I just thought, man, that is cool. Because, you know, it is, uh, It's I just love the sport. You know, I love the sport. You, you and I have been doing this a long time. You know, we're both 46 years old. Uh, both started when we were, kids i mean i start my 30th year i start the first month of my 30th year in three months you think we know so, better <laughs> right but when you've done something that long i mean it's just part of you right yeah I mean, it's just yeah. it's just part of who you are this isn't sport this is something i love this is part of me at my core and it's just it's not something i'm willing to just you know take lightly I don't do this just to do it. I do it because I feel like I have the possibility of being the best. And I want to put my best version out there. And I've had setbacks. You know, I've had injuries and had, I've had opportunities to, to prove that I was overall number in the world. Like, I, I will, if I die today, I will know that at one point in my life, I was the best wrestler on the planet. I may not have got to prove it on that day, but I know in my heart that I've been that man, right? But, and now at 46 years old, I don't think I've peaked because this was the best version of me and I still see where I can improve. So I do believe that it's still within my grasp to prove it, you know, to go get that respect, to go get that overall undisputed number one ranking globally recognized. And I'll still be half the people that say I'm great. Half the people like say I suck, but I don't care. I do this because I love it. I love the people I compete against. You know, we're we're all friends. Dennis and Plinkoff congratulated me on my win. Uh, just the other day. So, I mean, you know, it is what it is, man. I love where I'm at. I'm happy. I'm blessed. I got a beautiful woman beside me that loves me. I got a great family, great group of friends, a lot of support, and mm, hadn't seen the last of the monster. I really hope not, mate. Mike, I want to say I thought that was an incredibly impressive performance, incredibly impressive performance, and I want to say thank you for taking time out. I know you're knackered. I know you had a uh, 14-hour drive home. And uh, thanks for coming on the show, mate, and, and, and for taking the time. Really, really appreciate it. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. Ladies and gentlemen, another podcast is in the history books, as is World Arm Wrestling League's 503 event. And 503 is an event we will not soon forget. It was great to have our guests on here. I want to thank Nancy Locke, Justin Bishop, Marcio, the Phenom Barbosa, and Michael Todd for coming on the show and for making it so special. 
I hope you guys got a warm fuzzy feeling so much so that you'll come back same time next time to the World Arm Wrestling League this week with me, Neil Pickup. Sports betting is sweeping across the country faster than the coronavirus, and Wagering Week is your antidote. I'm Tom Martin, and I'm a veteran sports analyst and respected sports handicapper who helped build ESPN's brand. I've been recognized and awarded by Pro Football Weekly and Gaming Today magazine as the honest handicapper. Let the other guys give you the same old boring sports talk with the same tired storylines. We'll give it to you straight here every Friday on Wagering Week. Don't gamble with other podcasts. Let Sports Garden Network's Wagering Week help your bottom line.